there was an Apple event today <laughs> that we are going to be talking about greatly. And normally I say, go ahead and skip this one if you don't care about that. But the nature of this event leans right into our usual late stage capitalism critique. So maybe stick around. <laughs> yeah. It, this one in our list of categories, I don't know, we'll have to see how it turns out, whether it's more <laughs> preponderantly. Maybe it'll be both. I forget whether we've marked any of them both. No, um, my spreadsheet doesn't support that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we'll have to choose. Yeah. Um, it, might, it might come down to a coin flip. So this was the uh, education event held, not live streamed, annoyingly, uh, at some high school, I think it was a high school in Chicago. Yeah, and not like some high school. It's it's like a, a big deal of a high school, apparently. Like the fanciest one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Like whatever. Like what public schools look like in a town with taxes. Yeah, it actually, <laughs> it was a big, like, castle-y-looking brick building, which yeah. was kind of weird. Um we don't, although there actually was one of those in Schenectady, although, of course, Schenectady used to have money when GE had a big presence and employed, like, right. all, all of Schenectady. Yeah. <laughs> so there was this really cool, like, haunted-looking middle school near my house. It was really neat. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so we uh, made some predictions <laughs> in our uh, draft. Um, yeah, we'll start with that and say... Uh, uh... We uh, <laughs> we all we all lost together. Um, yeah. We each came out with uh, one correct predi prediction, and yours has kind of an asterisk on it that we'll yeah. get to. Um, so if I won, it's by a nose. But I got one out of five of my picks, so I don't even know if I can call that a win. Then again, yeah. we did forecast that we that someone might win one to zero. Oh man, that should have been. <laughs> It should have been one of the picks, but it wasn't. <laughs> so neither of us gets any credit for that. Yeah. Furthermore, we didn't beat the uh, leftovers pile either. No, we tied with the leftovers pile. Yeah. It was. We just came up with a pretty. <sighs> our hopes were dashed, which is hardly unusual. Yeah, but <laughs> pretty largely. So we'll. Uh, I guess we can start with uh, the point that I got. Um, completely uncontested, which is <laughs> that they took their last year introduced um, $329,299 educational starting price iPad not pro 9.7 inch um, and gave it a processor bump and um, which was uh, my pick was and that it would also gain pencil support which it did um, the old right. the old one didn't stick around at a lower price, so this is still two ninety nine gets an educational buyer into a new iPad, and you know it's a new old iPad. It's a mix of new and old hardware. It's mm -hmm. the A10 Phone Edition, not the X that's in the iPad Pro and the uh, Apple TV 4K. I don't know if that means it has two, three, or four gigs of RAM. Because the Plus phone has three. The not Plus phones with A10s have two. Hmm. Uh, so it could be two or three or four just because it's an <laughs> iPad. Who knows? Um, and that, you know, makes it like really close in spec to ye old two years ago, 9.7 inch iPad Pro. Hmm. And 
they're refurbing for similar prices. And I think that's the better product because it has a better screen and True Tone and a whole bunch of other stuff that's omitted from this uh, bargain bin iPad. Like rose goldiness? I think it got new gold. Yeah, it got that weird. I, You know, I'm not sure I've seen that in person yet. So I don't really know what that looks like. I mean, it, it didn't matter because I was always going to get the iPhone 10 anyway. But I uh, think that they should have kept rose gold instead of doing a weird, like, compromise. Yeah. But I think <laughs> I probably have complained about this before. We have. Um, so the thing about this new iPad, it's great that it has, that it has pencil support because they should really bring that to everything. <clears throat> mm, yes. Like iPhones, for example, at least starting with giant iPhones. Anything, please. <laughs> um, but it doesn't get it into Chromebook pricing territory, especially given that it doesn't come with a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't have the fancy connector for the keyboard either. You're using plain old Bluetooth keyboards, which is an interesting decision. Right, and that's interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one, so... I live in an apartment building, which means I am saturated by 2.4 gigahertz <laughs> transmitters from everyone else's Wi-Fi and Bluetooth devices. And I have the uh, Magic Trackpad 2 and the Magic Keyboard 2, which have the lightning cable for charging and pairing. But also, if you charge them via the Mac you're using them with, it operates over USB instead of Bluetooth. And it is night and day, especially on the trackpad. Like, it's frustrating to use it over Bluetooth pairing. So, if you have 30 Bluetooth keyboards in a room <laughs> between two to four to nine other rooms with 30 Bluetooth keyboards in them, I'm not sure that's the best thing. Um, yeah. And some states require for standardized testing that you need a hardware keyboard because the Bluetooth radio has to be disabled because that's an obvious cheat vector. Mm -hmm. It's convoluted, but I mean, kids try things. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's it's just weird that they didn't put the smart connector on it. It seems, yeah. it, it, it seems cheap in the bad way. Whereas like not putting the true tone display on it is like cheap in a good way. You're keeping the price down on something unnecessary. But the smart connector, just so you can have a decent hardware keyboard connection is cheap in the cheap way yeah it also makes you wonder whether they talked to enough teachers like they brought a bunch of them up on well a few of them up on stage and apparently they have like programs and stuff but did they like did they really consider classroom conditions carefully <laughs> it doesn't it seems like maybe they didn't necessarily and they certainly didn't um, consider the reality of public school budgets yeah well, you could argue they did via the whole multi-user login, which, by the way, is not a new feature. This is just the first time they've showed it on stage. It came in 9.3, uh, which mm. was another March release. Um, but, yeah, and those carts, by the way, that, like, let you manage, like, 30 or 60 iPads are, like, five grand. <laughs> um, we, we do have one of them at my job because we have... Uh, we have iPads for the uh, lending library mm. and we just keep them all in one of those and <laughs> they are monstrous. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess the theme of this event is uh, that's fine for rich kids. Yeah. 
but it, they're, they're... but it's but it's also kind of not because like like so so who is this that can afford uh ipads in this price bracket that wouldn't also be the same people whose parents wouldn't just be buying them a full-priced ipad pro or you know macbook or whatever yeah probably a macbook i mean although well the kids these days yeah <sighs> It's true. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Um, and uh, is the two ninety nine pricing available to individuals or literally just schools? I wasn't entirely clear on that. Um, I mean, it's thirty dollars, so it's not like a massive discount. Even presumably, there's also volume discounts if you buy a thousand of them. But yeah, and there, I think that gets them down to two fifty. Um... The uh, personal education price is three oh nine, so that's not quite two ninety nine. <laughs> so somewhere kind of in the middle. This is, yeah. Um, and uh, the PDF I have of uh, prices, a uh, oh god, this is barely discounted at all. Um, <laughs> a a ten pack of uh, entry price iPads. So this model, but last year's is 29.40 so that's 2.94 instead of 2.99 per ipad wow six dollars come on apple if you want to act like you're <laughs> going to do this amazing thing for schools and you're like super amped up about education you gotta really you gotta like give up a little on your bottom line <laughs> like i know apple loves profits but it's it's pretty cynical to you know, on the one hand, be like rah rah education, on the and on the other hand, like don't compromise on price practically at all. Yeah. Now, I mean, making this thing at all is clearly marketed for education. I mean, a lot of regular people seem to be buying them too, based on the fact that um, iPad unit sales went up year over year since the introduction of last year's cheap model, and uh, average selling price went down. So. You know, they didn't break it down for us, but if you can do envelope math, you can figure out that more units plus lower or rather divided by lower average selling price means cheaper ones are selling more, hmm. probably. Yeah. And it makes sense because a lot of people can actually replace their computers with an iPad. Like if you use your computer for YouTube and the browser and... uh I don't know what do people fart around on computers with nowadays. Yeah. I don't know email. Email people still email sort of yeah. sometimes. It, <laughs> and, an iPad just... and arguably without the creative portion of my job, um, if I didn't need Premiere every now and again, mm. I could you know use one of the horrible Photoshop replacements and <laughs> do my entire web development job you know on an iPad because I would just need a keyboard. And I have Coda, you know, which is what I use on the Mac is there. Mm. And I have plenty of terminals terminals for all my servers. Um, but I couldn't quite do, like, you know, importing videos from my camera that isn't an iPhone. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Your non-phone camera? God, I didn't know they still made those. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, my job is done mostly in Visual Studio. Yeah, so but, I but you, I couldn't exactly. But don't you do that from a Mac SSH and, or not SSH? The, uh, 
horrible Windows RDP protocol into a machine for that? Or you could theoretically? Uh, I guess, but it wouldn't be too good. Um, it, it would be pretty annoying to do that. Like I have a lot of monitors and because it's a whole thing. I mean, I'm a front end developer, yeah. so I need to, you know, you need, whole, to, you need to, you pixels. need to see everything yeah. all at once. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it would be pretty inconvenient for me to try to do my job on an iPad, but a lot of people's jobs probably could be done on iPads. Like if you're an event coordinator or I don't know, what do people do? <laughs> yeah. What do people do who aren't developers? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I have this hazy notion. <laughs> They're like receptionists. Presumably they can do their job on an on an iPad. Right. Plus or minus some horrible legacy Windows application. Right. If we could get rid of those, right. then, you know, we could all switch to <laughs> I, I yeah, I could I could do my job instead of using, you know, dot net, we'll we'll just use Swift and I'll do my job in Swift Playgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Um yeah, we didn't really get uh, much of an update on that whole learning to code thing, which is fine. But we did get a funny tweet, um, and that it's is true. Um, so it, it's a it's a mock conversation. Apple, buy an iPad for your kids so they can learn how to code. Kid, I learned how to code. How do I make an app? Apple, buy a laptop. Mom and dad, wait, I thought the iPad was a computer replacement. Kid, what's a computer? Um, and yeah. that that's of course reference to that. What's a computer ad for iPads? Right. Which is a really dumb ad. Um, but um, Swift Playgrounds can't make apps and there's no Xcode for iPad. <laughs> right. And you can't, like, you could, I guess you could sign up for a developer account on your iPad. But after that, you yeah. pretty much have to switch to a Mac. It is kind of funny. Like, and it seems like that being the case, maybe they could drop the price on these iPads a little bit if they're going to sell a few more developer well i guess they're probably not though i don't know how many kids are actually going to be you know become developers who already weren't mm, yeah and um they recently started waiving the developer fee for qualified individuals and i think education was that hmm. um fine and back in the day when um adc had tiered prices the student one was ninety nine versus the four ninety nine for the lowest priced, uh, re uh like commercial one, so I guess that, um, is better than that was. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, it's it is kind of funny. It doesn't seem like now I don't know, but I really don't know how much value developers get that they should be paying five hundred dollars for the privilege of publishing an app on Apple, but. Well, it was it was never five hundred dollars for that. <laughs> that was pre App Store. Ah, so what even were you paid for? Well, that was back saying... back uh, like the whole developer dot apple dot com site was locked behind that login, um, oh. and you you got way more developer support incidents. Mm. And if you had that account, I think the. Uh, WWDC ticket price was reduced and you also got a whopping 20 to 25% um, hardware discount which oh, wow. more than made up to it assuming you bought a machine annually yeah which people probably oh, did and it, and it also came with a macOS server license which was a thousand dollar value <laughs> you know it, you just weren't allowed to use it in production you know this allowed 
it's yeah it's funny it was a different like, time <laughs> it really was <laughs> back when we had to pay for our mac i remember going to the campus bookstore because it was way way cheaper and buying the latest mac os oh that's right mac os was free because you had the full access to download.developer.com hmm. yeah uh, whatever um, of course, that was for development use only. Not that I just right. burned those. And <laughs> no, no, don't no, be absurd. Who, who would you, you would never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before the event, people were saying that, you know, the, the reason for this event, rather than just a couple of press releases or just one press release, because it was really just the mm. iPad. Um, yeah. The problem Apple's facing is that, um, and I, I lost the exact figures, but um, the education market is like 60% Chrome and um, Apple Collective and Windows are tied at just under 20% each. They're like 17 and 19 with uh, Windows being the higher of the two. So yeah, um, Apple, <laughs> Apple wants to eat um, Chrome's lunch rather than Windows because that's not much of a lunch. That's more of a snack. Right. <laughs> the, but they practically pay you to take a, a Chrome device. Right. Like, Well, okay. So that um, the reason Apple has such a strong history in education is because back in the day, um, Jobs himself decided to donate Apple IIs to every school in California and give them to other schools across the nation at obnoxious discounts. And because they never followed up on that, that's why I encountered Apple IIs in 1996 when I was <laughs> in school. Yeah, like, really, I should have been at the tail end of those, but... But, but even it... you weren't. <laughs> No, no, we had a lab. We, there were a couple of Macintoshes, and if you were the teacher's pet like I was, then you generally got to play on the Macintoshes when everybody else was on the, on the, Apple, <laughs> was on the Apple IIs. Yeah. But uh, and, there were... and even then, Scully's Apple um, during the Performa era, you know, they had the LC line, which were sold to schools at dramatic discounts. And the Jobs II even, not even Cook's Apple, the Jobs II era Apple has just not been as kind to schools. Yeah, it's just kind of weird because yeah. it's definitely, it hasn't gotten any easier to be a school. No, it's definitely gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's worse year over year. Right. Uh, and it's like, kinda, it's kind of shitty. And, you know, Apple managed to hold on in the early OS X era in um, art departments because Final Cut Pro was an Apple exclusive and that was the app for video post-production. It was no contest with anything else on the market. And I've had my Final Cut tirades before, so we won't get mm -hmm. into that. But, you know, it was the pro market that, you know, helped Apple in the early um, Jobs 2 era. And because schools wanted to prepare students for those jobs, you know, they, mm -hmm. they had a handful of Macs in the art department or the, um, uh, you know, uh, newly formed AV department that does digital or whatever. Yeah, my high school had, there was, it was basically the media classroom and the yearbook was made out of there. And also that was where the video production class was held. They had a few, um, they had like one really good Mac that the, that the <laughs> students would fight over and then a bunch of like kind of mediocre ones. Like the iMac and, DVs? 
Well, they weren't IMAX. Um, they this was a little. Uh, they were actually mostly beige. Um, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, and there was there were a couple of those. You know the the molar Max. <laughs> there were a few of those. The G three. Yeah. Uh, all in ones, and then like, I think there was one just like souped up. Uh, I don't even know. But they were beige, the you know the square beige ones in the pre G three era. I don't, yeah, the, uh, I don't know why they didn't have blue and whites by then. I, well, I guess this was like nineteen ninety. I went to high school between nineteen ninety seven and two thousand, so I guess ninety six two thousand. Is that right? That sounds right. That's four years. Yeah, ninety six <laughs> to two thousand. I just, I yeah, that's yeah. right. The first the kids who were seniors when I was a freshman graduated in ninety seven, which I know because my friend's sister was one of them. Anyway, yeah, and uh, and, yeah. and Final Cut one and two were um, were OS nine applications as well. They were carbonized, so that that makes perfect sense. I think they might have used Premiere mostly, though. I don't know why. But Premiere for Mac wasn't good. <laughs> it was a crashy mess back then. Anyway, <laughs> um, hey, you had your trip down memory lane. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the things they uh, they would have had to do to actually eat at Chrome market share um, would be get some hardware at one ninety nine, which they missed by a long shot. <laughs> um, catch up on real time collaboration, which lol iwork dot com. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I always forget that it does collaboration at all of any kind yeah so like we do most of our show collaboration in quip but um so i could put a graph for our show topics for next week's episode um i shared a numbers document with jessica and it hasn't completely shit the bed yet (laughs) yeah that's right we were both editing it at once and it didn't seem too heinous but then there were only two of us yeah (laughs) we didn't really like and, didn't push it to its limits. And, it and I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you opened it up and, like, my recent changes, like, when we weren't working on it at the same time, just don't show up or whatever. Huh. You know, kind of curious now. You know, just based on um, the fact that we're doing this call over Skype because FaceTime just fails on us sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Apple's web services are what they are. Um, and uh, the third thing they would have had to do... Um, would be to have better backend stuff for teachers and IT staff. And it looks like they did through a bunch of first-party apps that are only available to institutions, including the uh, aforementioned multi-user login, which is currently an education-only feature, frustratingly, because, yeah, I mean, I guess not with these, you know, $300 iPads, but in my day, when iPads started at $500, <laughs> you didn't buy one for each one of your kids. And multi-user login is still something we want in the home for iPads, because, I mean, OS X does it. Um, so I would say they get no points on hardware price, um, although adding pencil support at their lowest tier thing is nice. It's good yeah. they did that, even though the pencil's still $89 academic, and there is a, uh, <laughs> a Logitech uh, equivalent at $49. And It's a semi-equivalent. I guess it yeah. doesn't do pressure sensing. Right. Um, uh, obviously, they get a zero out of whatever for catching up on real-time collaboration. <laughs> mm, yes. Because it has to prove itself, and you know, we still have that taste on our mouths of when it doesn't. Um, and as for better back-end stuff, 
it's all apps and granted they added a Mac app, but I think if Apple's serious about this, they need to make a browser-based solution and not like their current browser-based solutions for stuff like iWork.com and iCloud.com where they have this amazing mountain of JavaScript and CSS, <laughs> like megabytes of it to make it look like an iOS app. And I mean, down to the pixel, like, so during the presentation, they showed how when you send out a, um, an assignment or whatever, it brings up um, a, a, a functional equivalent of like, when you're in a different app, you can compose a mail message and it's the same compose sheet as in mail. And, you know, it's like 512 by 512 pixels in the center of the screen. And, you know, all I was thinking of is how, like, the iWork.com apps do, like, the same thing where they <laughs> they try to show, like, that exact pixel-for-pixel pixel experience. And anyone who's tried to vertically center anything in CSS oh my God. knows it can't be done. <laughs> yeah, and they support Internet Explorer, so they can't just use Flexbox. Right, you know, so it's this mountain if of they job. know what that is. It's I this... mean, it's Apple we're talking about. Yeah, and Apple actually does push a lot of stuff into CSS to make this stuff easier. Like, a lot of the new stuff starts um, in Apple submissions, which is fine. But to get that older browser support, you know, it's just this mountain of JavaScript, you know, that looks at your window height and hmm. positions things manually. And, like, Apple needs to get over that and, you know, have some... If not vanilla, just better performing um, HTML elements. Because, like, Google doesn't use stock anything, but their JavaScript that makes everything look like material design is mm. just way more performative, even if you're not using Chrome. So, like, yeah. like the Classroom app or whatever. So, well, or, you know, I'm getting all the names confused. And I'm not going to look up which <laughs> one is which. Um, but, like, the stuff for grading um, or just looking at things that are that have been submission just needs to be a simple lightweight web app if they really want to make a difference here because that iMac on the teacher's desk may not be running. Um, it may be, you know, the iMac you just replaced running El Capitan. Yeah, maybe. I mean, schools probably give them a five-year life cycle. So, yeah, because I think that's the, the absolute limit of what Apple will sell you. And it may not even be a Mac. It may be something running Windows 7. Yeah, that's, I'm trying to think what my mom had. Uh, I know she had an iPad issued to her by the school that she had to do something or other on, but I think she also had uh, some kind of laptop, definitely Windows, possibly a Dell. Yeah, but I'm going to venture a guess that if you're one of the schools that's doing the iPads on a cart approach, that your teacher's computers are desktop pcs yeah probably so making an amazing app even if you're adding mac support to it which is apparently new this year after however many years they've tried to do ipads in the classroom like you know not good enough like i'm sorry but sometimes apple needs to support the horrible other platforms yeah Especially if you want to target schools which have no money. Yeah, especially public schools. <laughs> yeah, like they've, this will be great for like either the very tippy top of private schools that charge more than college right. to go. 
And a couple of high schools, like probably the one that's like really close to my house can have this and like a few of the other surrounding schools, which are like the best, some of the best public schools in the nation. Because <laughs> like I live on the outskirts of a powerfully wealthy area. Yeah. And those property taxes are usually school taxes. And I mean, yeah. that that's good. That's what you want. <laughs> right. I don't like I don't mind whatever of my taxes go to pay for the local schools. Well, Although, technically none because you rent. Well, that's true. I don't pay, but yeah. presumably the landlord, right. you know, yeah. et cetera. Or, but really, I mean, if I were the boss, I would pool every school district nationwide and distribute, because I'm a communist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would distribute that pool equally among all schools. In fact, I might, you know, do a progressive distribution where schools that are not quite, but almost falling down... <laughs> Yeah. So they get a D. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they get a little more of it right. than the richy rich schools. Right. And even then, like, even if they got a free card of iPads, like that doesn't help keep them warm in the winter, which no, is actually I mean, a problem in this country. Under my communism, I, I'm positive <laughs> there's enough money to go around to, to get all of our facilities up to at least a C. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a B. <laughs> uh. And like pay our teachers a living wage, which would be pretty cool. Like I really want everybody to have a living wage. Yeah. Like so there's there's kind of some uh um like tone deaf and I don't like using that uh phrase because it's ableist, but um messaging in Apple's event because this is an era where um you know at the same time that you know, uh, Apple's having this event today and, you know, offering a great deal on iPads <laughs> at 150% the cost of Chromebooks. Um, mm -hmm. um, there's stories nationwide since 2008 of teachers can't afford number two pencils like in their budget. So they're buying them personally at their, by the way, they make maybe $15 an hour when you do the math. Um, yeah. And also we have like, fucking florida passing a bill <laughs> to arm the teachers oh yeah we can find the money for that somehow we can dig that out of the couch cushions right yeah we can find but money if you for want bullets. kleenex in your classroom right. forget it right and use your sleeves kids <laughs> right that's the thing too and you know you have the outrage from parents like why is my required lists include things like <laughs> kleenex it's because the school isn't going to supply them so enjoy your cooties kids yeah, actually, I never saw a list like that until we moved out of our high property taxes New Jersey school to our low property taxes Hawaii school. We'd never gotten a list like that when I was little, when I was, when I was you know, five through 11, kindergarten through sixth grade. But then when we moved to Hawaii, all of a sudden at the beginning of the year, there's like this massive list of things <laughs> like a certain amount of notebooks and then tissues and paper towels and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, this is weird. Yeah. So, you know, education is just not where it needs to be. And, you know, this is just sort of the, uh, you know, the long trend we've had since, you know, we started the whole, um, like internet of shit category of, uh, <laughs> um, you know, this is fine for the Valley. You know, it's just, 
I'm sure public schools in Silicon Valley have high enough property taxes for all this. (laughs) And there, you know, a public school looks like a private school on, I won't say the East Coast, but let's say the Midwest. That kind of makes sense. If they visited, like, the schools in Palo Alto and Cupertino and Mountain View. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you, y'all need to head a little further inland. Like, even if they looked at probably San Jose uh, City schools, they would see a different picture. Right. And, you know, as we mentioned just uh, before, like, um, this is a very well-to-do school that they had the event at. And Tim Cook opened the event by mentioning the school has some superlative you know, like some obnoxious number of graduates go on to um, Ivy League schools. And, you know, it's like, oh, you found an Ivy League feeder school to do this. Hmm. I'm not saying you need to do it in some rundown school in Oklahoma, but like, just just consider them. Yeah. Maybe like when like the schools in Oklahoma that can only stay open four days a week now because they can't pay the teachers. Right. Or, you know, the inner city schools, and I know that's a dog whistly term, I don't like it either, um, but that literally don't have heat during the winter. Yeah, Baltimore schools where right. the kids have to wear their winter coats and the ceilings are leaking and that freezes and it's a whole horrible, ridiculous thing. Those are the ones that should be getting, they get a D because they didn't fall down. <laughs> well, at least the one thing they have going for them is that they were built so long ago before we stopped skimping on insulation, so their body heat should stay inside the building. Yeah, so it's maybe a little better than it would have been <laughs> otherwise, but uh, by no means good. Like, And it's pretty, I don't know if you've ever tried to like do stuff while you're freezing your ass off. It's not that easy no. to concentrate <laughs> no. on anything other than not dying. Yeah, cold does not keep your concentration sharp. <laughs> no. 